Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. I'm reminded of a prayer, a simple prayer of faith in an incredibly difficult season. It was uttered by a king and found in 2 Chronicles 20. The king prayed, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you, the king of kings. On Daily Devotion this week, we are looking at letting God do the work in our lives that he's intended because he is indeed at work in our lives. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. In a season, in a time, in a day such as this, we remain unshaken. Two songs written 20 years apart, both ballads, both written during times of war. One was written 70 years ago at the heart of the Korean War, and the other was written 50 years ago during the Vietnam War. You probably know them both, the most recent being Imagine, written by John Lennon, his most popular song. He tells us to imagine there's no heaven, there's no hell, there's no nations, no greed, no poverty, no possession. It's an anthem of nihilism and a host of other isms. The second and older song expresses a different viewpoint. It's not faithless, but faith-filled. Troubled by the unrest in the world, Jane Froman asked Irvin Drake to write a song for the Times. The song that she performed on her television show became the first hit song released on television. Artists by the dozens have recorded this song. The song, I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night, a candle glows. I believe for everyone who goes astray, someone will come to show the way. Every time I hear a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, then I know why. I believe in the choice is stark. We either imagine and get lost in nihilism or nothingness, or we believe, and we get lost in the capacity and the capability of our great King of glory. Here's what I choose. I believe. That's what great men and women have said down through the ages. I believe. In spite of war, in spite of calamity, in spite of heartache and misery, I believe. In spite of it seeming that it's too late, Abraham and Sarah believed. In spite of it being too far gone, Jairus believed. In spite of an economy that was crashing all around her, the widow believed. In spite of the sickness pressing against him, a blind Bartimaeus believed and cried out. I believe that my belief is what's needed for the season. That faith is the perfect overcoat for an imperfect suit. That faith sees what nothing else can see. No expert, no talking head, no pundit, no spokesperson, no politician, no official. It's faith and faith alone that will give us the strength. Lord, our eyes are on you. And I think that is an important truth. We choose what we see. There's an old expression, two men behind bars look up, 
One sees bars, the other sees stars. We choose what we see. In that pivotal passage of 2 Chronicles 20, it opens with this verse. It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon, and others with them besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. It happened after this. After what? In the previous chapter, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, had led his people in a great revival. He had already removed the idols from the land, but now the king travels across Judah from the mountains of Ephraim to the coastland of Beersheba, bringing people back to God. The enemy attacked after the king had led his people in revival. He had brought them back to God, and then the enemy attacked. So long as you and I do nothing, the enemy doesn't care. It's when we take a stand. The trial you are going through right now means somebody's been praying. Someone has been seeing things happen. Someone has been calling out to God. These enemies formed an alliance against Jehoshaphat and Judah, Moabites, Ammonites, others with them. Moabites didn't like Ammonites. Ammonites didn't like Moabite. But there's something the enemy hates more than each other. They hate the righteous. They hate the cause of Christ. You don't face one enemy. You will face a consortium blowing periodically across the United States or old dust clouds. Don't you doubt for a second that there isn't a similar cloud of opposition that comes against the righteous. When you fight for the right, you're going to have adversity. They battled against Jehoshaphat. It was personal. They didn't come against Judah. They didn't come against the armies or people of Judah. They came against the one who was pushing the envelope. They came against the curve breaker. They came against the one who decided, I will see all that God can do in my life. When word came to the king, they're coming for you. Here's what the king did. He called a fast. He rallied the people to pray. The Bible says all of Judah prayed. The men, the women, the little ones, they gather at God's house to pray. And the king reminded God in a prayer what he had promised to Solomon. Didn't you say if we called out to you, you would answer? Didn't you say that when pestilence, sword, or famine came against us, if we turned to you with all of our hearts, that you would hear and you would heal our land? Didn't you say that you were our friend forever? God, I want you to look. Look at what's come against us. Look at it, God. We have no power against all of this, Lord. It's too much for us. That's when we read 2 Chronicles 20, 12. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We choose what we look at. You can look at your enemy if you like, but God, we are looking at you. And we're asking you to look on our situation. We will continue to keep our eyes stayed on you, Lord. Ah, but pastor, did you see this? You look at that if you like, but I'm looking to the Lord. But did you hear what's happening over here? You can listen to that if you choose, but I'm looking to the Lord. 
What about this news? You mean the bad news? I'm looking at the gospel, the good news. You look at that, but I'll look at this. I choose what to look at, and I refuse to look at my enemy. I am going to look to the friend that sticks closer than a brother. I'm looking to the author and finisher of my faith. We do not know what to do, Lord, but our eyes are upon you. Something about that statement moved the heart of God. Without faith, God isn't pleased. With faith, he is pleased. And that confidence expressed by the good King Jehoshaphat got the attention of the King of Kings, the Lord God Almighty. And his spirit started falling on people. One man stood up and said, listen, Judah, listen, Jerusalem, listen, good king. The battle is not yours. It's God. Don't fear. Don't be dismayed. Go into your tomorrow, knowing that the Lord is with you. The king fell to the ground. All of Judah fell to the ground. They all started worshiping the Lord. Then we read this, 2 Chronicles 20, 19. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Kohathites stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with voices loud and high. Let me tell you what suits us. Suits us right now in this day is to get our eyes off of the circumstances and get our eyes on the one who's capable of doing all things. He's in our midst. There's a verse of scripture found in the Apostle Peter's message on the day of Pentecost. It's a quote from the 16th Psalm, one of David's songs. And there in Acts 2.25, I always keep my eyes on the Lord, for he is at my right hand so that I cannot be shaken. If I keep my eyes on the unshakable God, I will remain unshaken. If I fix my heart and my mind on the one who never changes, I can be unshaken. It's no great secret. We are living in sifting times, uncertain times, troubled times. The Bible calls them perilous times. And while everything around us is shaking, there are some things that cannot be shaken. Four things. First, the throne of God. Lamentations 5. His throne, his dominion, his kingdom is going to stand. The second thing is the word of God. Mark 13, 31. Heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will not. It's unshaken. Third is the church of the living God. Matthew 16, 18. This church has survived two millennia It's built on a rock. Buildings may not survive. Addresses may not survive. But the church of the living God will survive. And then the fourth thing that will not, refuses to be shaken, is the overcoming child of God. 1 John 2.17, John said that the world passes away. But if you do the will of God, you are going to make it through. I like what Abraham Herschel said of the faith of Job. Faith, like Job's, cannot be shaken because it is the result of having been shaken. Only those who live in difficult times can find a great faith. In other words, for difficult times, 
there is great faith that the Lord will give you the strength that you need for the day in which you lived. God answered King Jehoshaphat and all of us by saying, Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Judah did what Judah does best. She started singing songs of praise, and God began to set ambushes against the enemy. They never saw what was coming. God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. You promise that as our days are, so shall our strength be. And if the way gets rough, you will lash our feet with shoes of iron and brass that we can tread on serpents and scorpions and that we can overcome in the day we're living in. Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And it's that steadfast gaze of the soul that will cause our lives to remain unshaken. This is when we remove our eyes from the situation at hand. We get our gaze off our circumstances and we lift up our eyes from the problem to the problem solver. And we say, God, you've got this. You saw this before I ever saw it coming and you're going to make a way and you are going to see me through. Here on Daily Devotion, I believe with all of my heart that God is speaking to someone right now. And he's telling you, God has this. Lift your eyes to him and he will see you through. God bless you. Thank you for sharing in Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.